Hey there, everyone. I'm Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about a race that I can't stop playing or featuring in my campaigns, and that's the Gnome. They're known for being mischievous, eccentric, loving a good prank, and, well, they're known for a lot of strange things, so let's get into it. Gnomes were created when the deity Garl Glittergold decided to breathe life into the gemstones deep from within the Earth. And yes, that is their actual origin story. Netheril is often touted as their place of origin, but gnomes have never claimed this as their ancestral homeland, nor have they really laid claim to any land, and this is how they have gotten the nickname of the Forgotten People. While every gnome is indeed an individual in their own way, there are a few commonalities that seem to be shared across all gnomes of all subraces. For instance, they're highly delighted by the everyday experiences of life, and are incredibly enthusiastic about whatever it is they set their mind to, really. Being alive is a most wonderful thing, is it not? This is the philosophy no doubt shared by every gnome, whether they're 12 or 312. While known as jokers and pranksters to many, they are also widely tolerated and even loved and respected in many communities due to the fact that they are incredibly loyal friends. So let's discuss gnomish names, because it's one of the many strange aspects about them and pretty integral to understanding their culture. It's not unusual for a gnome to have a dozen or more names, a first name, a second name, and a bunch of nicknames given to them by various people. They could have a name that they go by when talking to a childhood friend or an acquaintance or a cousin, and it's also not strange for them to have a shortened version of their name that they use when they go traveling. This means that a gnome named Alston could be known as Gimbal or Orston to someone else. And it also wouldn't be really unusual for a gnome to string together all 12 of their names into a single sentence. This is also a pretty good way to establish a gnome's character right at the outset. On the mechanical side of things, there is definitely a lot to enjoy about the gnome. They are quite inclined to travel, exploration, and adventure, and therefore all gnomes get a plus two stat bonus to intelligence and hit the full scale of good alignment from lawful good to chaotic good and everything in between. Like halflings, they are considered small and have the same basic walking speed of 25 feet per turn, and they also have dark vision, which is a great bonus while exploring caves or keeping watch at night. Gnomish cunning also means that they have advantage against all intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws when saving against magic or magical effect. Though they are quite friendly, they are actually pretty hard to charm. There are two subraces of gnome that we're going to talk about today, the rock gnome and the forest gnome. And while there are definitely differences between other races and their subraces, if you go through them you can kind of see a little bit of overlap as well. With the gnome subraces, the differences are pretty stark. Technically, there's a third subrace of gnome known as the Deep Gnome, but they're only found in the Monster Manual and inhabit the deep, underdark kind of environment. So just for the sake of brevity, we're going to talk about the two playable and more than likely actually compatible with your campaign subraces of gnome. Starting off with those of the forest, a forest gnome will often be a ranger or a druid, or friends with both. They receive a plus one to dexterity, know the minor illusion cantrip as a racial trait, and can speak with small animals and beasts. This allows you to turn all of the animals of the forest into a sort of intelligence network for yourself. Forest gnomes are also friends with elves, good fae, and tend to be a lot more secretive than their rock gnome cousins. A player who chooses to go with a rock gnome gets a plus one bonus to constitution and a double proficiency bonus when it comes to an intelligence or history check with items or devices that are magical, technological, or alchemical in nature. These tinkerers also have the ability to create multiple little devices that they can use for fun or something that's mildly useful. 
So what are the best classes for my gnome character? Well, thankfully gnomes pair well with a lot of classes, actually. But they're also the only race in the game that has a plus two to intelligence, so you can see how this would make them a great starting point for a wizard character. In addition to the mechanical bonuses that come along with playing a gnome wizard, it would also make a lot of role-playing sense for a gnome to try and learn new spells and enthusiastically diving headfirst into the craft. A step down from that in terms of efficiency would be either the druid or the ranger, both classes that can benefit from the intelligence proficiency that the gnome has. And from a thematic standpoint, you can definitely see how a gnome would fit into either of these roles. Personality-wise, it's very easy to imagine playing a gnome as a bard, especially as someone that likes to keep the mood up as everyone travels along. Even if this is a charisma-based class as opposed to an intelligence one, I still think it can make sense because you can use your intelligence to, as you travel across the world, gather new abilities, spells, modifiers, and other things that you can add to your arsenal. Whether it be because of their size or their happy-go-lucky disposition, you won't find many gnomes in the role of a martial class, and that's pretty understandable. However, there are times where playing a gnome paladin or a cleric could definitely be in the cards, especially since arcana, religion, and nature all fall under the intelligence stat and could be of a great use to a gnome in one of these classes. Because of their distinctive traits, I would highly recommend if you choose the cleric route to pick a domain that goes along with their mischievous lifestyle, something like the trickery domain for instance. And if you're picking a paladin, it's pretty obvious that you're going to kind of stick to the good gods as much as possible. Regardless of what their oath is, however, I would seriously doubt that a gnome would take it too seriously. At the end of the day, the best advice I can offer you if you're making a gnome character is to just have fun with it. Your character shouldn't be dark or brooding, a mix between angels and demons or whatever cool angsty thing you've got in your head. That's not what gnomes are for. They're here to bring a different energy and a different sort of dynamic to the group, whether it be because of their their craft, whether it be because of their comedic relief, or because they do strange outlandish things like breaking the fourth wall and stuff like that, you know, permitting if your DM is cool with that sort of behavior. Either way, I think you should just try to enjoy the fact that they can fit into just about any role from a mechanical perspective and focus on the role playing. You will be glad that you did. This is a race that fits into multiple roles, and I think that you would be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't take advantage of the fun that comes with role-playing a gnome as opposed to worrying about the stats and everything else that comes with other characters you might play. After all, being alive is a wonderful thing, is it not? Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I truly appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new content like this every week. And if you're making a gnome character that you're proud of, I would love to read about it down in the comments. My most notorious gnome character was named Sid. He wore a big blue hat, he stuttered a lot, and liked to play on his leer. And flaunt the fact that he was a really high-level wizard. People liked him on good days and really despised him on the bad ones. <laughs> Thanks again for watching. My name's Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice, and until next time, farewell. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe so you never miss out.